Welcome to the Bike Life Podcast by Warm Showers Foundation, where we will be sharing knowledge, experience, tools, and stories of touring cyclists and hosts from around the world. I'm Tauber Lee, the woman behind the scenes at Warm Showers Foundation, the leading platform for cyclists looking for hosts and to connect with a passionate international community. Find out more by visiting us at warmshowers.org. Now on to the show. A ride with a difference. Today's guest rode from Hadrian's Wall to Rome with a cello on his back, performing every single day. Welcome, Kenneth. Thank you, Tavali. Thank you. It's nice to be here. I'm so excited to hear the story of you writing with your cello. And interestingly enough, when I first saw your um, your podcast info, what I had pictured how you were carrying the cello is not at all what I saw in the picture because the picture shows it horizontally on the back of your bike. And I was, I don't know what I was, I thought you were going to like carrying it as a backpack, but it actually was horizontally on your bike. How fascinating. That's right. I tried it with a trailer and I couldn't manage the trailer because it fishtailed and I fell off and hurt myself and nearly hurt the cello. And I thought carrying it on your back is just silly. So I, I'm fabricated uh, aluminium section rack, which stuck out the back of the bike and it made the bike twice as long and totally unstable. It acted like a sail. It was mad from beginning to end. <laughs> Like a sail. That's interesting. That must have been interesting on windy days, for sure. (laughs) Indeed. In fact, I was on my first day. I was literally blown off the bike. I was terrified. I couldn't get back on it. I was cycling over the Yorkshire Dales and the winds were 60 miles an hour and and I couldn't get back on the bike. I had to come down, the walk down the hill and then get on the bike. It was it was dreadful. I mean, 60 mile an hour is no joke on on any given day without a cello sail on the back. No, you're quite right. (laughs) So let's talk about the idea of touring with your cello. I mean, how did that, where did that idea come from? Well, that's a very good question. You have to read about it in the book that I wrote, uh, because it's called Highway Cello, which is what I perform as. I think the idea came about because it was really started with the music, not with the bike. And I was trying to carve out this new career for myself as a, a cellist. And I wanted to to learn to play without the music in front of me because I've been brought up classically and we always have the music in front of us. And that's not much good if you want to busk or if you want to engage an audience with eye contact and all that. So I thought I need I need to train myself to do this. And I thought I need to do some busking. And I can't do it at home because I live in the middle of nowhere and I needed to go on a journey. And and then as I was as I was actually driving along Hadrian's Wall one day, I thought this would make a good journey. You know, here's the edge of the Roman Empire. It's wild Pictish uh, violence on my left. So civilization and Rome must be two thousand miles to my right. That would be a good journey from the edge of empire to the heart of empire. So, and by the time I told a couple of people, I, I, I had to do it, didn't I? It's like you committed yourself by speaking it aloud. I did. <laughs> and had you done a, a lot of touring on your bike before that? So was was bike touring something you were already very comfortable with? Well, I don't really know how to answer this question because then I'll give away my age. But the answer is is, <laughs> is yes, but not for some decades. Got it. <laughs> when, I was, when I was young, I used to do a lot of bike touring, but I haven't done it for several decades. Mm. So 
how did it begin? Like, how was it the first? And I'm assuming that you started practicing playing your cello without music before you went on tour. Yes, a, a, a little bit. But of course, it's like so many things. You can do it perfectly fine in front of the mirror, but put yourself in front of an audience and it's a different mm. matter altogether. So mm. it's a difficult thing to be. How do you begin? So I thought the only way to begin is is on the street where the audience is kind of there, but it's also passing by and it hasn't paid, so it's not entitled. So that's that's how I started. Was that sort of in the busking when you were doing some busking? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah. And and so where do you live? Like where were you busking originally? Well, I live in Cumbria in the very north of England. Uh, so Scotland is just a few miles north of me. Uh, it's it's a long way from anywhere. I, I live in the middle of nowhere. My nearest neighbour is half a mile away. I live at the bottom of the biggest climb on the coast-to-coast cycle route. The nearest town is Penrith, which is half an hour away, and that's only 12,000 people, so it's not... I'm not yeah. in a conurbation. Right, that makes sense. And so... You started at Hadrian's Wall. And so how how long, like how many miles or kilometers is that journey? It's 1,800 miles exactly. So I don't do kilometers. I'm very sorry. Uh, And I worked out I should be able to do average of 50 miles a day. But in fact, with a cello and with the performing and writing the blog along the way, I found that was too much. I didn't have any leisure at all. So I, I, I wore myself out. A sensible amount, I think, would have been 40 miles a day. Mm. So how long was the, was the, was the trip in, in total? Well, it, it was, I suppose, because you're going uh, to Rome, it's kind of has something of the nature of pilgrimage. So I thought it should be a proper religious number. So it took me 40 days, like Lent. Mm. 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 So let's talk about the performances along the way. I'm so curious as to how that progressed for you in 40 days from when you first started and learning and growing. And I can imagine, because um, I'm, I'm, I'm an artist, you can see that I do a lot of yeah, painting behind me. Yeah, pictures I can see. Thank you. Um, it is a lot different when you start doing it in a public setting and it transforms you. Like, you know, it's transforming the people that are listening, but it is absolutely a transformation every time you step out, even on this podcast, right? On video and audio, every time you step out in front of other people, uh, it changes the whole energy field. Yes, I have done some performance, so it's not, it wasn't totally new. It wasn't as though I was starting from scratch. I, I perform a little bit as. I had performed as the poetical cellist, so I also write poetry. And I used to perform, uh, play some music, and then give a brief poetical commentary on the music. And so that's what I was doing. I took my, uh, I recorded some CDs. I took that CDs with me. I took my poetry with me, and I was doing that that performance, music and poetry. And in the in England, uh, where I had contacts, I had basically a gig booked every night so they were formal concerts uh, performances when i got to france i didn't have so many contacts so about every other day i had a proper gig booked and the rest of the time i just made it up as i went along looked for opportunities quite often people will see this you know mad setup of a cello on the back of the bike and say well you've got to play stop here and, and play and that happened several times mm-hmm. and sometimes i just think oh this looks nice i'll i'll just 
bus here and see what happens. The busking wasn't so successful because I didn't have an amp and the cello's not, you know, it's not like a trombone or something. You, It's easily drowned by traffic noise or football crowds or whatever. So the busking wasn't so successful. But if somebody asked me to play, I worked on the basis that every invitation should be accepted if possible. Mm. So I played in some lovely places. I played on a punt in Cambridge. Uh, mm. I, you know, I played in people's front rooms in their back gardens, uh, in public squares, all, all kinds of things. Great fun. What a gift. I mean, if you ever want to make your way along the east coast of the United States or through Colorado, I will happily ask you, and like, what a what a gift to get a private concert. And I didn't realize you had organized gigs, um, you know, along the way as many as you could. That's really incredible. Are your are your CDs or any of your performances available for purchase? Because I know people like myself um, now. I really just want to hear you play. Oh, that's so kind, Tari. Thank you. Well, I, I have a website. It's called kennethwilsoncello.com. And you can buy my books. Actually, there are three books. There's the book of the journey, there's the poetry, and actually there's a book about the, the, the Buddha as well, and my CD. Um, they're postage-free in the UK, but of course, warm showers is all over the world, so it won't just be the UK. Um, you, yeah. can, you can even get them on Amazon, but obviously I'd prefer if you got them from my website, because then I get some <laughs> return. Yeah. But kennethwilsoncello.com. We'll definitely just list your website. We like to keep Thank we you. like to keep Thank the dollars you. in the hands of the creators <laughs> as much as possible. Um, so, what was the greatest lesson that you learned along the way? That's such a good question. When you're on a bike and you're slogging up the Alps, because I went, of course, over the Alps up to nine thousand feet, uh, you spend a, you've got a lot of time for introspection and. There's a whole chapter in the book about what, what what on earth I thought I was doing. What's it all about? And I suppose what I most learned was – I don't know how to explain it. It's quite difficult, really. Um, I learned that if you set your mind to something, the possibility of failure is always there – you know, the people who say you can do anything if you try hard enough. Well, it's not true. You can't always. And you have to be prepared to fail. And that failure, I think, is the most important lesson, how you face the failure. Yeah. Is that a good enough answer? You look, you look unsure about it. No, I, I, I look lost for words because that's a powerful statement. I just want to pause and soak that in because it's true. We do, we do learn the most from failure, although nobody likes to talk about that. But it's actually, it's a part of the journey. Yes, yeah. I, think, I think success is sometimes, it's overrated. You know, so, so much of the lessons that we're taught as we grow up is, is success and milestones and achievements. And most of our lives really aren't like that. We have as many disappointments and failures as we have successes and achievements, and they're both important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Very interesting. Today's episode is brought to you by BikeFlights.com, the leading bicycle shipping service and bike box supplier for cyclists. 
you'll enjoy low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery with every shipment. And you get preferred handling for your high-value bikes, wheels, and gear. As a brand built around a love for the outdoors, they are committed to reducing environmental impact and every bike flight's shipment is carbon neutral. Join the nearly 1 million cyclists who have used bike flights to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009 and see how easy it is to book, manage, and track all of your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today for more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. So talk, talk to us about the book. Was this something you planned to write before you journeyed or did that come along the way or afterwards that you knew that there was a lot of these profound learnings along the way? And I, you know, we, a couple of things in warm showers, you know, we have a book list. So you should definitely, if you haven't sent that in, send that in. We will, we will, of course, have your website link on, um, in the show notes, but I feel like one of the things that I enjoy the most is reading about the experience people have had because it's never just about the bike tour. It's not about where they go. It's not about the type of bike that they're riding. It becomes so much more about the the process, what you learned, who you met along the way, the way that we experience the world in that in that time frame. I think, yes, I had in mind before I started that there would be a book. And so I was writing a blog as I went along, but the blog was really was about the journey. This is what's happening. This is what I'm doing, where I'm, where I'm going, who I've met, etc. But the book is about much more than that. It's about the music and the bike uh, and the story. So there's a lot of backstory about how I got to this place and why I'm doing it and what I'm doing. So it's a mixture of music and bike and and story. And it's called Highway Cello. And it's it's had some nice reviews. I'm quite pleased with it. People have said some nice things about it. It's getting a bit of attention. And if I'm allowed to show it to you. Yes, that's it, please. That's what it looks like. Oh, I see. And, and and that's me on the bike with you can't really see the cello sticking out of the back, but it's there. <laughs> Yeah. We're going to use that picture on social media when we post this show. So people will see it. Um, Hold that up again. Let me see. Sorry. I'm not sure I can really hold it in the right place. How's that? That's perfect right there. Yeah. I'm just, I'm looking at it. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. Really beautiful. Tell us a little bit more about how long have you been playing the cello? Like how is, how is the, the, the music part of your life unfolded? It's become more of my life in recent years. I started when I think I was about 10 years old. First of all, I started on the violin and I hated the violin. It's a horrid little instrument. It's far too small and you play it upside down. It makes a nasty noise. So the violin and I did not get on. And and one, one day this poor violin was found in its case mysteriously broken and unplayable. So I didn't have to play it ever again. And I graduated to the cello and the cello is a lovely instrument. You know, it's the right size. You play it the right way up. It makes it makes. It's got a lovely range from very deep bass to quite high, and you can play anything on the cello. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. So you've kept with it, it needs like a lot on of practice, and off through your life. Yes, needs well, like as as in anything, <laughs> as in anything. Yes. So you continue to play throughout your life. Has this been a passion or has this been your per- part of your profession playing music? No, I'm not a professional musician. I'm just 
trying to be one now, uh, yeah. which is a bit late in life to be starting. And now I've done other things first um, or lots of different things. But now music and poetry are, for, for me, the important things. So that's what I want to concentrate on now. I think that there's no such thing as time limit to passions or changing our lives to become something different. So I, I don't think the age thing matters. I understand why you say that. I mean, I'm not going to give my age away, but I'm, I'm hitting a big milestone that includes a number five here soon. And it hasn't been until the last five years that I truly started spending my, my extra time painting because I love it so much. And it you know has turned into some gallery showings and all of that, although that isn't that isn't why I do it. But I think back to all the decades that I wanted to spend the time doing it and didn't feel like I had the time or that I wasn't any good. I feel like when it's the right time, we can we can reinvent ourselves and redefine what makes us happy. In fact, I think that we're supposed to do that. Yes. And I think when it comes to artistic things, you know, whether it's your painting or my music, there's something about not starting when you're too young because you have to put it you put a lot of experience into it you know your art is an expression of who you are and it takes it takes us a while to 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 form doesn't it and have something uh-huh. to to say and that's not to say of course that that young people can't be very good musicians or very good artists but for me i think I've got more to say with my music now. It's more important mm. now to to express that. And if I were doing it at half the age I am now, I would I would just I would just be reading the notes on the page and 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 playing them. I wouldn't I wouldn't be it wouldn't be so meaningful. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that too. So what's next? Are you going to do this again? Well, that's a good question, and and lots of people say, well, yeah, you've done something really stupid last year, so next year you've got to do something really, really, really stupid, haven't you? <laughs> and yeah, maybe, um, but carrying a cello on a bike is hard work. It's not the best way to carry a cello, really, honestly. So I've got to think about about this. You know how how do I take take these things forward maybe it's something different maybe it's music in a different way maybe maybe it's traveling on a train or maybe it's going on a bike without the cello i don't know we'll see we'll see the world is your oyster you get to choose any of the above i'm still i'm still i'm still envisioning you uh bringing your cello over to the u.s and (laughs) i really really, maybe one day maybe Yes, I really, really love um, live cello. I've I've heard many different artists play like individually just with a cello. I've just been fortunate in my travels in my life to be exposed to it, and I I truly feel like it's the it's the particular vibration. I think it's what you're talking about the different um, the different depths of music that comes from a cello. I personally feel like it's one of the most you know, transformational uh, instruments. And my dad has been playing a guitar, all kinds of guitars, um, 
for most of my life. And so I've kind of grown up with this idea of just this live strumming movement of music. And I, I definitely miss it. So I just keep thinking about you coming to the US. If you do so, you know, you should contact us. Maybe we can set up and, and communicate to warm showers where you'll be because, or wherever you are, it doesn't have to be in the US. <laughs> wherever you tour next time, if you do it, let us know. We're happy to, uh, to, uh, to put a, a call out where you'll be. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, I'll do that. Did you stay with any Warm Showers hosts along oh, the way? Oh, yes, I forgot to say. I, should, I meant to say at the beginning, I'm, I'm so pleased to be doing this because Warm Showers is just so wonderful. Uh, I've met some fantastic people. It's such a brilliant idea and it works so well. Uh, I won't maybe say where it didn't work so well. A few places it doesn't, but some places where it works, it's just wonderful. I met some fabulous people and I didn't stay warm showers everywhere, of course, mm -hmm. but um, a good bit of the time in France I did, a couple in Italy and a couple in England. So, yeah, it was just great. They were so welcoming. Yes, and most of them and, know and far more about bikes than I do, so that was useful too. <laughs> I, I spoke to someone recently who was who was saying that um, she met a lot of hosts on her journey that are um, that want to cycle tour, and a lot of them are not sure how to do it, so they've decided to become hosts as a way to learn more about it. So all their guests that come through, um, in this one particular instance, she was telling me this host that their guest book required a column for tips, and so they were accumulating their knowledge about being you know more comfortable doing their own like touring just from the guests that came. I'm like, wow, I love that. <laughs> yeah. It's really easy good. to be Glad intimidated. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? You, you know, you, you meet people who are so expert at this and who understand so many things and, and you can be put off and think, well, I can't do that because I don't know enough. And it's just not true. You know, you sit on a saddle, you turn the pedals, you point in approximately the direction that you want to go. And that's really all there is to it at a basic level. You can get much more complicated, but you don't have to be complicated about it. Mm -hmm. And everyone is so supportive. It's just great, great community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is it is a good community. And, and we always like to think of ourselves as, you know, the ways to fill in the gaps of your trip. So because, you know, of course, we don't have hosts everywhere. You know, I, you'll notice that I'm putting a sign up to say, hopefully one day we have hosts everywhere. We're working on that. But to fill in the community piece, which you had anyway, because you were working, you were doing, you know, concerts, you were playing along the way. But some people um, find that if they don't have like that community anchoring in along the way, their journey is just not as rich. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kenneth. I'm excited to check out your site and see the music you have available. And of course, we encourage everyone that's listening to go find um, Highway Cello. That's what it, that's what the book is called, Highway Cello. We're going to put all the links in the show notes, not to Amazon, to a site directly. Go support the artist directly. And Kenneth, keep us posted on how and where you go next. Thank you, Tarvali. Thank you very, very much. I will do that. Thank you. And we would love if any Warm Showers hosts that hosted Kenneth or that got to hear his um, cello playing along the way to reach out to us because we love to connect the dots. So if anyone's listening that had the pleasure of receiving Kenneth's magic, let us know. 
All right. Thank you, Kenneth. We really appreciate your time. And everyone, if you're listening to us on any of your favorite listening app, please make sure that you give us a rating and review. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hey, hey, make sure you subscribe below so you can catch all the shows when they become live. And thank you again, Kenneth. What a pleasure. Thank you, Tobley. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Wherever you are listening, please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warmshowers underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast at warmshowers.org.